0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit back, relax, listen in, and absorb some wonderful knowledge, wisdom, and insight brought to us from around the world. I'm Stacey Johnston, honored to sit here with you, and equally as honored to sit alongside my co host, Kathy Holland. Kathy, how are you today?
1: I am doing great. It is a beautiful day today. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing wonderful.
1: I'm doing wonderful. You know, I really, I really like these
0: conversations. You know, I love the interviews that we do and the people that we get to meet and the stories we get to hear. But I think I have a very different intrigue and draw to this podcast. Um, I, I, I have a great time. A, I spend a lot of time slumming through my thesaurus trying to look up really cool, neat words that we can talk about. But it really just, I don't know, it brings light. It brings um, Wisdom to me is I'm having conversations with people or engaging in a conversation with someone. It makes me so much more aware of how I use the words, which words I pick, and um, to make sure that we have a clear understanding of what we're talking about so we don't leave the conversation with two different concepts. So it's really made me aware of my ability and how important communication is with people. What does it really do for you? I mean, we've talked about how it helps you homeschool. We've we've talked about the excitement it brings, but how does it help you as a person?
1: I think really, it makes me like you said, a more effective communicator, right? if i if it's apparent to me, or if I have the knowledge that there is possibly a different a different point that you're trying to make, or a different way you're trying to get across, or you know, and I am open to that, right? I feel like this has made me more open minded.
0: I like that word, I like open-minded, it's a good word, just kind of, just because someone's definition is different than yours, it doesn't make either one of them wrong, it's just the perception with which we see it, so I like that, I really like that, that burden, and right? I like the way that you approach that, so we have a wonderful guest with us today, let's kick off this conversation, this gentleman was kind enough to return and be a repeating guest for us, he was with us on our Uncaped Heroes podcast. What a great conversation, so we're looking forward to engaging him on this side. So, Fred
2: Rutman, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. And um, I, I'm happy to be back with the goat more active today.
1: <laughs> She's very like chatty today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's chatty. I love it. So let me ask you this, Fred. We we had a great conversation with you on our Uncaked Heroes podcast, and We laid out the option to do this Midweek Mind Candy show with us. What drew you to doing it? What made you want to come back and have this bantered conversation with us?
2: Well, I've been doing a lot of podcasts, and I've also done a a bit of improv training. And I just saw this as a potential uh, to extend my improv training because most of that's been shut down over the pandemic. So any opportunity... I have to sharpen my skills, I want to take advantage of it and also help, you know, other people take advantage of of uh, learning opportunities.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, then let's kick this show off. We're going to let you kick us off okay. today, Fred. We're going to talk about the word conflict.
2: I knew it. I knew it. I knew that's where you were going to go.
0: Did you? Oh, I love it. So tell me when you hear the word conflict, when you're going to define that and lay out for us your perception of conflict. Tell me about that.
2: I, I think conflict is such a multifaceted word that it can it can be all over the place, and you know, you it's one of those words where you you can have it both internal conflict and external conflict, and it's just so many layers to it, and it can be a positive thing, and it can be a negative thing. So I I agree. Depends how your mindset works and the situation you're in, and uh, I, I think right now a lot of people in our society are running with a lot of internal conflict, and they don't really look at the flip side as like how do I how do I resolve these conflicts good point
0: good point I agree I think there's a whole lot of internal conflict going on right now Cassie how about you when you hear the word conflict where does that take you
1: uh, I it takes me directly to opportunity right if there's a conflict there's a reason which gives you an opportunity to learn no matter which side of the conflict you're on there's a lesson Right. There is a a lesson in compromise or in patience or in acceptance or there there's a lesson on either side, so it, it automatically takes me to learning opportunity.
2: hmm I, I think no, you think it fits well with what Cassie said before about you know, it shifts your paradigm.
0: hmm Right, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so do you think when you're, when you're looking at conflict and you're talking about, Kathy, that, and I'm going to ask both of you this question, when you're looking at that ability to learn, to grow, to move forward, to heal, how many times is that portion of the conflict hindsight? Right, we get so caught up sometimes in the conflict, we don't see the growth. We don't see the opportunity. We don't see the change. We just see the problem. Right, so how do you how do you go about enhancing that very thing if this is a this is an option for growth
2: Fred. Oh, that's a great question Um, I think part of it is is if you have the ability to be in the moment which isn't always easy and a lot of times people end up in conflict or you yourself end up in conflict and you're not even really sure what you're being conflicted about. So I was just talking with somebody yesterday, who um, we have a person in common, she does not get along with him at at all. And I think this person, the third person has made tremendous growth steps in the last few years. But um, I guess I should name these, I'm person A, She's person B, person C. Person B doesn't seem to be able to let go of things. So that that conflict festers, and there's a huge missed opportunity for a new relationship and for her to have other new relationships without that baggage. But you have to be able to be in that mindset where you can let yourself look at the situation and really figure out what the conflict is. Otherwise, you can't, you can't move on from it.
0: Right. And moving on is critical. Moving mm-hmm. moving on is critical. Kathy, how about you? When you're, when you're working with people and dealing with people and you can't get them to a place, you can't find that common ground where we can see past the conflict, how do
1: you work that? I think you have to get to a place where you have to get comfortable with dealing with the emotions before you get to the conflict.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. You have you have to deal with how it made you feel. Get past that before you can ever deal with the problem. Because if you don't get past the emotion, it's just gonna be a vicious cycle. So you feel like the emotion
0: keeps you from being able to take it to that resolution place a lot of times. Yes. Stanley agree. How about so, you, Fred? You feel like emotion I'm sorry, go ahead, Kathy?
1: Well, I was going to say, you know, my my son is um, really into jiu right now, and they have a bunch of tournaments coming up, and his coach let him know the other day who he was going to be matched up with for his next fight, and I could just see the fear on his face, right? You could tell that it just made him nervous, and... I didn't say anything about it. I didn't say a word. And we got home, and about an hour later, he came into the kitchen, and he said, well, I guess if I lose, it's just a good lesson, right? Aw. That's
2: pretty impressive.
1: It is. It's very impressive. I mean, he's seven. So I feel (laughs) like you know, allowing people to process their emotions around a situation before you try to resolve the conflict is a really important step. Very good point to
0: drive home. Right.
1: How many times do
0: we go into a situation to try to resolve a conflict and that's what we take into the resolution is our emotions. Right. And your Mm -hmm. emotions, I think, is for, for conflict battles between your head and your heart. And there's just not, I don't know how big you guys are, but there's not a whole lot of room between my brain and my heart. And so that's not a lot of space for that battle to happen. And sometimes those battles are huge when you're, you're battling yourself and you're having that, that conflict between how your head, what your head is telling you, what your heart is telling you. very hard. And so there's, I always say that there's way more room out here. And sometimes if you just can find that place, like you said, Cassie, to sit with the emotion around it and be that, like be sad, be angry, be frustrated, be whatever you need to be for a minute, so we can walk past that and then let let's go to the resolution. But how difficult is that, Brett?
2: I, I think it's really difficult because it's not a skill that we're taught. You know, we we make these big assumptions that uh, you know kids know how to do homework or boys know how to talk to girls, or girls know how to talk to boys, or that we, we know how to, to, you know, summon our resolve when we're in conflicts of, of varying intensities. And nobody really teaches us that. It's stuff you're supposed to figure out on your own. And I think we'd be a lot better as a society if we gave those tools to, to our younger generations and help them understand that these are going to be emotions that come up and this is how you compartmentalize them or deal with them and how it can lead you to you know either a better negotiation or a resolution of conflict or just giving a better presentation when you're in the workplace you'll
0: mm. no, thing, that kathy how about you when you're you have a beautiful example of your son, his ability to resolve that kind of conflict. But as you're looking at homeschooling them and modeling conflict and the, the effect it has on you and the resolution of that on you, how's the best way to show that to the people under you, your children, your, the people you touch in the community, the people you're involved with? How's the best way for you to model that conflict resolution to them?
1: by doing the very same thing you know if if a situation arises and I immediately freak out and it ruins my day and you know all this stuff happens I am not modeling proper 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 processing right so I have to I have to step back from the situation and make it a point to not let it interfere with everything else, right? I have to, I have to process those emotions. I have to let them see that even as an adult, there is conflict, there is resolution, there's emotions involved. You know, nobody's perfect, and that's okay. But you still have to
2: deal with it.
0: Mm-hmm. One way or another. Okay, okay.
2: Fred, How about you? Hi used to have a horrible problem with ruminating over things that bothered me, um, whether they were brought on by external forces or, or myself. And I've worked very, very hard to, you know, throw that baggage off the train as quickly as possible. And it really prevents me from getting into full blown conflicts and ruining my days. Um, I've found the phrase, I think I hear what you're saying. Let me just absorb this for a second, and I'll repeat it to you, and let's make sure we're talking about the same thing. And finding that common ground often de-escalates things.
0: Very good point. Very good point. I think sometimes we think that the conflict is bigger than it actually is once we mm-hmm. get it out there on the table, right? And once you lay it out and go, oh, so that's all? <clears throat> that's easily resolved, right? So we, as long as we keep it inside, and like you said, fester on it, you know, kind of think about it and look at all the good and the bad and we could work out like this and what if this happens? We can turn it into this huge thing that's not really a huge thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Not really easy. And
1: Have you ever, let me ask, you, go ahead.
2: I, I think that goes on a lot in our current society. You know with cancel culture and everything um nobody can take somebody else's point of view and just think about it and think that maybe they're right or i can just disagree with them and walk away from them and they can they can have their opinion and i can have my opinion but you know the social media presence has, has turned these into full-blown wars well,
1: yeah. You know, when I think green disagree, stop being a thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> How much conflict could be resolved
0: right there if we just decided that it was okay to disagree. It didn't make either one of us wrong. right? And I think, Kathy, you're the one that said over and over, there's a hundred ways to skin a cat. And at the end of the day, they all work. The cat still gets yeah. skinned.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? And
0: so, right, and so sometimes, what you see as a huge conflict really isn't that big a deal. Mm-hmm. So I grew up as a dancer and one of the programs that I teach is called Underneath the Music. And when we talk about conflict in this problem, we talk about driving down the road. Fred, have you ever been driving down the road listening to your favorite song on the radio volumes mm-hmm. cranked up? You were the one man concert. All right. all right. Loving it. Absolutely. Happy as you can be. Yeah. We've all been there. And then you hit that moment of white noise in the road. That's, static, and you have a choice right then. You can either change the radio station, pick a different song, or you can keep singing your favorite song, because in a minute the white noise is going to go away, and you're right on time because you know the song. Yes? Mm-hmm. Same is true for your life. Absolutely. If you know for it, if you know for it, if you know who you are, and you know your song, conflict is just white noise in your song. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of white noise, and if you just keep sticking to who you are, stick to your stench ground, own who you are, own how you believe, pretty soon the white noise goes away. the conflict gets resolved. <clears throat> if you just own it, sit with it for a minute, right? Walk through the conflict with it, just keep singing your song.
2: so mm-hmm. how many <laughs> and, right? go ahead uh, often that white nose white noise is is a welcome break because I don't even know all the words to my own songs, mm-hmm. and it kissed <laughs> you. A chance to sit there and, and <laughs> recompose yourself and say, where am I in this song? You yeah. know, why don't I remember these lyrics or, or those lyrics or, you know, whatever that is. And then when it, when the white noise ends, you can just pick up where you left off.
0: Exactly. And that white noise, that moment might just be what, Cassie, what you just said, that moment you realize it's okay to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think you're right. That noise a, is a respite just for a second for you to regroup your own thought process in it. Yeah. So let me ask you another question. Have you ever known of, I'm not going to say that, do we know of people who thrive on conflict? And how do you manage someone who if there's not some conflict, they create some, so they got something to do today? How do you manage that? with people in your maybe it's your work environment, maybe it's your family, maybe it's maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a coworker, right? How do you how do you manage that need for conflict in that other person and not let them get up into your bubble? Cassie, I'll let you go first.
1: Now, I heard somebody say the other day that stability feels a lot like boredom when you grew up in turmoil. So I think that Once you, once they realize, once you can, you know, get to that common ground and go, look, there's not an issue here. There's no emotions involved. There's nothing. You can just be. I think hearing that for some people is a bigger relief than you might realize. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, it it helps to understand, if you can, why people are like that, if they're in a toxic relationship themselves, so they're just used to fighting all the time, or they have tremendous self-esteem issues, and they they almost become a bully in self-defense. Mm -hmm. So I think if you let people unleash conflict on you without a response, it's just going to get worse for you. And I, I think in whatever way you can, you have to draw a line in the sand and say, you know, this is really inappropriate and we're not going to work this way together. And you, you know, you're going to look really bad when your work doesn't get done, and you're going to have to explain to the boss um, why you're not getting the work done, and I'm not taking the blame for it. So let's think about how we can work on this together civilly, or else your life's not going to get any better.
0: Very true. Very true. That, That coming together, that finding that place of middle ground. So what's mm-hmm. the upside to conflict? What's the upside to conflict? I mean, we, we can look at the downside all day long, right? Huh? It, can, it can be an impediment. It can be so many things on the negative side. So what's the upside to conflict? Fred, I'm going to let you go first.
2: I think it's like there can be positive stress and negative stress. So if you can turn conflict into a positive challenge, to help um, a group achieve their goal then it's beneficial and you know uh, the military does this all the time they try and create positive stress or positive conflicts to to bring groups of people together whether it be the marines or the navy seals or you know all sorts of groups like that um but you, you know people have to be predisposed I think to working like that. Mhm. And if you have an internal conflict, you know, can I do this? Can I not do this? Will this be a good move? Will it not be a good move? It can push you in a direction that you wouldn't have gone out of your comfort zone for and help you move forward in life in ways you didn't really realize you could.
1: I love it.
0: I like that positive side. Kathy, how about you? What's the upside of conflict for you?
1: The same as the downside. It's the lesson, right? It's what you learn. It's what you take from it. It is the opportunity to communicate with somebody on a level that you might not have had they're not had it not come to a head. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think there can always be an upside.
0: I like that. I think the upside mm-hmm. of conflict for me is sometimes if I take it to a personal side, the personal upside of conflict for me is it is um, good self-inventory. Who am I? How do I show <laughs> up in that conflict, right? What do I stand for? What what's my character and morals and ethics in that and leadership in that moment, right? Who was I in that moment? So it's it's a good moment for self awareness to kind of see who you're showing up as in that conflict. Are you are you part of the problem, or are you part of the solution? Right? I think it's a good self inventory. I think there's a good positive side if you look at it. And like both of you, I think the outcome, right? The positive side of the other side of conflict is that picking up your song, right? Finding that place where you can sing together or dance to that tune at the same time. So I like, the, I like the resolution side of conflict. When I was a little girl, I had a tab teacher that told me one time, there are no such things in life as problems, only challenges and opportunities. And I had absolutely no idea what he was talking about when I was eight. Right? <laughs> None. But, but as I've grown up, it becomes more and more apparent to me. Right? I don't have any control sometimes over what I get exposed to in a day, who I see, what I hear, what's on social media, what comes across the news what someone else has to say, but I do get to choose what I give any of my energy to. Absolutely. Of any of that, uh, any of my attention, or whether right. or I jump in that conflict or not.
2: I like how you phrase that, how am I gonna show up here? I think that's very powerful.
0: I think it matters, I think that's part of the lesson. You know, you can't, that's the mm-hmm. story you leave behind, that's your legacy. That's what people remember the most, 7% of what you say and 93% of how you make them feel. So who you show up Mm -hmm. as matters. 100%. In conflict conflict resolution. Cass, how about you? Thoughts?
1: Um, I think that, you know, I think you have to, I think deciding how you're gonna show up in a conflict takes way more preparation than people think, right? Because again you have to process the emotions first. Right. So you know, I think if you allow yourself to process the emotions the outcome will be way better. You know, because if you are going to to try and resolve a conflict based on how you're feeling in the moment is probably not going to benefit you at all, or anybody involved.
2: Mm -hmm. That's also very powerful. Mm
0: -hmm. Very true. Well, I'll tell you both that.
2: Go ahead, Fred. Uh, I think it's part of knowing yourself and almost like computer speeds. You have to understand your processing power and understand if you're someone who can process situations very quickly in the moment or if you're a person that needs time to process that that's also going to be a big factor in how you deal with conflict agreed valid point was also
0: very powerful i love it well i'll tell you right now both that i'm conflicted about the fact that we're going to have to find a way to wind this podcast down because i can keep having this conversation i'm having a great time with it so we're at that place, Fred. I'm going to start by saying thank you for your time, for your wisdom, for your candor and your willingness to just step in off the cuff and have this beautiful conversation with us. Um, And I love it that you came to the table figuring that was going to be your word. That's kind of cool. So, you know, to our listening audience, thank you. I hope that you take a moment and just sit with your definition of conflict. How do you own it? How do you resolve it? How do you sit with it? And how do you manage it for yourself? Cassie, how would you like to leave our audience today with conflict?
1: With a challenge. Um, If there is a conflict in your life, whether it is internal or external, my challenge for you is to process the emotion around the conflict and see if your viewpoint on how to resolve it doesn't change.
0: Mm, beautiful challenge I love it Fred we would be honored if you would take the stage for us and close out our show how would you like to leave our audience today with conflict
2: I think you can't avoid conflict so you might as well train yourself to deal with it the best you can and minimize the negative effects and maximize the positive effects it can have on your life